Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, back on a Motown Misery Monday in the nation's capital and beyond. Two Monday night games coming up. Let me give you a couple of things here. Logan Paulson, this is... Uh, by my pal I, uh, uh, Ivan Lambert, uh, who writes for Commander's Wire. Uh, I guess he, uh, he heard Logan after the game. Um, not sure uh, exactly where, but uh, maybe it was on the Commander's TV thing. Uh, quote, there are a lot of things that can be learned and gleaned from this game. A lot of people are going to say, this is the worst thing, so flush it and move on. No! You have to sit with this for a little bit, Logan said. Learn what is going on. They played a lot of cover, too. A lot of light box structures. Can we be more effective running the football? Can we be more patient as a play caller? Logan also added, we're talking about Sam Howell right now. This is a good learning experience for EB. When it is 13-0, we don't need to be going crazy. We can be more conservative with our play calling and our approach. There were times they were rushing and pressing. Again, that's from Logan Paulson by Ivan Lambert, Commander's Wire. And then I'll give you this. I mentioned earlier in the show, I didn't think Charles Leno was the problem yesterday like he was in Denver in the first half. And according to PFF, no pressures, no sacks, no quarterback hits, no hurries allowed. Sadiq Charles, three pressures, two sacks, one hurry. Nick Gates, four pressures. Two sacks, that's bad. I didn't see, uh, I, I haven't made it my, through, I mean, there were so many freaking sacks, you, it, impossible to make it through everything. Uh, four pressures, two sacks, one quarterback hit, one quarterback hurry. That's uh, that, that's not good. Uh, Sam Cosme, uh, according to PFF, nothing across the board. I, I disagree with that. I thought there was one or two pressures at least, and at least a half a sack. Andrew Wiley, three pressures, one sack, two quarterback hits, no hurries. Just giving you some factoids. That according to PFF. All right, back to the calls we go. Uh, let's go to G from the shop. What up, G? What's up, Russell? What's shaking? I don't care what I don't care what Logan Paulson says. Yeah, he he high IQ, but you can't be scared of life. And I love Eric Bieniemy's confidence. I don't care about none of that. I need Sam Howe to be more decisive and know. Like, you know when you used to get dropped off at the wrong house for babysitting and they used to, like, beat your ass a little bit? You, you escaped there. Right. And when I know my offensive line can't protect me, I'm getting out the crib real quick. And he don't. He, th- he think he is still in North Carolina. But I ain't tripping because that's what you got. You get your lumps. Eric, the enemy going to get his lumps by failing. Sam Howe going to get them lumps. Just like when I started just started having sex. You know, I wasn't knocking it out the ballpark. It was a little P.E., you know. But I started getting more shots at it, and I was being John Holmes Dirk Ziggler. You understand what I'm saying? So you got to get, you gotta get your lumps. You got to get your lumps, and especially – Against a bad looking, a bad looking dime piece like the Buffalo Bills is, because Buffalo Bills been a Super Bowl contender damn near my whole life, except for the Tom Brady era. So you know we gonna get our lumps. It's week to week. 
and, and, and don't lose confidence. I love Eric being to me having that confidence to call and play. But just know that you're not dealing with Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey. You're dealing with a re- really a rookie quarterback in Sam Howe that still needs to learn feel for the pocket and knowing when to get rid of the football. But our defense, like I said on Sheen, we was pedestrian and went. When you're playing against an out-of-world alien like Josh Allen, you can't be pedestrian just crossing the street safe. you got to jaywalk sometimes, and you got to break his back. And that's what we didn't do. We didn't contain no type of run in my eyes. And the main runner is Josh Allen. So, you know, it, it, it's a loser Monday, and it, it could be worse. Yeah, we got our lunch handed to us, but we got Philly this week, and I love you, Russell. That was unbelievable. That made me laugh. Thank you. Thank you, G from the shop. I mean, only here can you get a reference to G's sexual habits at the beginning and a John Holmes reference in the same phone call when trying to clean up the carnage of yesterday's 37-3 browbeat. Uh, Let's get to uh, Eddie. In Centerville. What up, Eddie? How are you? Hey, I'm all right, Russell. Um, uh, yeah, so I called in just to um, talk about two things. I'm sorry I missed your first segment. I heard it was pretty <laughs> pretty fired up. Well, he- here's, um, the, here's the good news, Eddie. I- I'm sure it's going to be featured on the Team980.com via my guy Lou D. Pietro later on. But you can <laughs> listen to it on Rewind right now if you want or after your call uh, on Rewind on the Odyssey app. Or you can uh, – Matt will have the whole hour you know, podcast for you. So it took me a couple of minutes to get the oil running through the engine. I mean, I was fine out of the chute. I was, I was not happy. But I was more calm, and then I just had an absolute, just maniacal moment of frustration. About Sam Howell, correct? Well, about Sam Howell, about Eric Bieniemy, and about the offensive line. I mean, I just, I yeah, can't this- I can't stand a three to one pass to to run mentality when a mm-hmm. you've been able to run the ball pretty well this year. One, two. When you cannot hold up in pass protection and you have the quarterback who holds on to the ball too long and you are constantly throw, 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 throw to run, throw, 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 throw whether it works or it doesn't. And and that's what brings up these questions of, wait a second, is Eric Bieniemy trying to show somebody, you know, is he trying to prove something? Is he trying to test out Sam Howell in lieu of what makes common sense? And I'd just rather him use common sense. Yeah, yeah, do, do that in the preseason. Well, what and this is what I want to talk about, Sam Howell. Um, he he played his you know his worst game, obviously, but he had a really really great throw that no one's talking about it with uh, Cole Turner to make that uh, second and goal to a third and goal from the one. I believe it was in the fourth series. But when they when they you know when when they went for it on fourth down and missed yes. it, on that drive, he threw a beautiful pass to Turner. And, Co- to, and uh, Colts came up just short of the goal line. I thought live right. he may have gotten in there, but you're right. That was a good throw. Um, and then the defensive line, dude, this, this team is based on the defensive line doing what they're doing, and they were held to nothing yesterday. No sacks. I don't think Josh, uh, Josh Allen was even touched. And that's what's frustrating. The defensive line was, was, was very, 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 uh, and, and let me down. They, they let me down. The whole game, I'm watching it. I'm like, Dawkins is just taking care of whoever's there, either Sweat or Chase Young. Whoever was there, he was just not, it was just Josh Allen could do whatever he wanted. So in a game like that, in a game like this where the defensive line, which is, your, which is what the defense is built on, which is basically what the commanders are built on, is their defensive line. If, that, if that's out the game, if the opposite, if the opposite team can take the defensive line out of the, of, the, of the Washington commanders, there's no hope. I'm sorry, there's no hope. Eddie, I, you can I, see that with, with, no, go, with go Sam ahead. Howell, the way he's been playing, yeah. with, with the way Sam Howell is playing, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's learning. The defensive line can't play that way. The defensive line needs, to, and they were trying. They were trying. They were doing stunts. They were doing whatever right. they could. They right. could not touch Allen, and that's very disappointing because that also means that they were outcoached. Well, A, A, I would say, I would say this. You know, they were a better offensive line than Arizona and or Denver, number one. Number two. But but you see what the Jets did to them? Yes. Fair point. Now, not every offensive line has a great game, you know, 
week mm-hmm. to week, no, right? Yeah, yeah, so I so I understand that. But but I, I would say they were a better offensive line. But to your point, right, there were times where there was some harassment, where they were like in the neighborhood, where they would and, – and I said live watching it, uh, granted from a bad angle, you know, it almost seemed like they – it almost seemed like they were so tentative to rush and maybe potentially get out of their gaps in their lanes that they were almost like kind of trying to survey the first second, second and a half, and then kind of rushing once they kind of locked in. And they saw maybe where Josh Allen was going naturally on his, uh, you know, on his, on his deployment, if you will. It almost seemed like they were afraid that Josh Allen, if they just bull rushed, if they just flat out went after it, got downhill, got after him, that they were going to run themselves out of gap. Now, maybe I'm talking out of my ass. I don't know. But that's what it no, seemed that, no, like. That makes sense. That, that makes sense because, because Josh Allen, just like other quarterbacks, can hurt you out the pocket. Yeah. I get that. I get that. But, but dude, do something. Blitz, do something. No, I don't I know what Barton was doing. I don't know what Barton was doing yep. uh, yesterday. I, I don't. I don't really focus on on linebackers. I can. I focus on what I can see because I'm, right now I'm, in, I'm actually in Myrtle Beach, so I was watching the game on my phone. And all I can, all you can see on the on 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 TV or on your phone is basically the, the offensive defense line. Right, right, That's right. What you focus on because right. the quarterbacks right there. And I know, so yeah, I and, I, and I know you said to yeah. me last night on Twitter or X or whatever that you were happy that you were, you know, that you were uh, there. Oh, and, yeah. and trust me, watching it live in person wasn't much better. I'm still trying to pick through all the tape, but I mean, the bottom line. You know, and 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 you're on it, and I appreciate you as always. Uh, the bottom line is, is when you like, okay, the Bills have invested in Ed Oliver. They've invested in, I mean, Von Miller wasn't even there. Ed Oliver. Uh, they've invested. I mean, settle, okay, whatever. Um, but that was a free agent addition. Epinesa. They invested in Rousseau. Uh, when you, when you have. That investment, which the commanders have made in their defensive line, which the 49ers have made in their defensive line, the Steelers have made in their defensive line, you have to have moments against great offenses and great teams where you take over a game like they did against Denver and Arizona. You have to have that. You have to have moments. And they weren't bad. They just weren't good enough, if that makes sense. Uh, let's grab one more here before the break. Let's go to Derek and Forestville. Uh, right here on the Team 980. What up, Derek? How are you? Hey, what up? Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for uh, making it. You know, I'm frustrated like, you know, uh, everybody in town right now. And uh, I got so much to say, but let me just say this. I don't think Ron Rivera and uh, Eric Bieniemy are on the same page at all. I don't know if he was ready for that fourth down, go for it, because it looked like Ron was all for it. He said, oh, go for it. As soon as he's we're going for it. But who has to call to play here? You know, was was Eric ready for that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then let's go to Jack Rio. I love Ron. I love Jack. I think they got a plethora of knowledge. But when it comes to scouting, I mean, Josh Allen is a run quarterback first. We got two. They got two players, Diggs and Allen. That's the only player I'm scared of. You know what I mean? Come on, man. You can't stop the man from scrambling up the middle. Everything was up the middle for Josh Allen. When, mm-hmm. when, when Chase couldn't get to him on the end and Montez couldn't get him, where's Jamin in the, in the middle? Or where's, where's my other guy? Where's my linebacker in the middle to, to, to watch him from running? Okay? And then didn't we get blown out by this team last year? If we're not getting better, we're getting worse. Antonio Gibson, my boy, you fumbled on our own end of the field last year. <laughs> you did it last year. Come on, man. We got, we got to do better. If we, don't, if we don't protect, if we don't stop the run, a running quarterback, we're going to get dominated by fields. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. We're going to dominate. Jalen Hurts, and we're going to get dominated. Yeah, and field and well, Fields just a couple of days after that. Now, you know, I mean, you hope that obviously they're so dysfunctional that you can figure it out. But you know, Fields hurt them at times in that Thursday night game last year. Very, very, very fortunate uh, to win that game. And Jalen Hurts obviously awaits this Sunday. Now they've got another game to play, of course, tonight. And, and one more thing. Yeah. One, one, one more thing. Why, you, why don't you kick the field goal there? Okay, you get the ball back at in halftime. Early in the second quarter, you're talking down ten nothing when they go for it on fourth yeah. and goal, right? I you, see. You see, to, see to me, I, I thought I thought they would go for it in that spot right and here's why because a they've had such a bad field goal operation one two i think again 
the critics out there would say, what the hell are you doing? You're going against Buffalo. This isn't Arizona. This isn't Denver. You need to score points. That's why you need, I'm sorry. That's why you need the points, Chris. That's why you need I, I, the no, points. I, under, I you understand. Don't get three until the fourth quarter. I understand what you're saying, but but what what I I guess what I would say the counter to that is you can't settle for field goals when you're going against Buffalo. But I think in that spot it would have made more sense to get the the, the, the morale. You take away the morale from your defense when you don't. That's fair. Come on, man. You take away the morale from your team. That's fair. You got a whole bunch of players saying, "Come on, man. We just got to get on the board." That's fair. You out there saying, "Go for it." That's fair. Sam Howell made a terrific run to get to the. He made a terrific run to get to that, that, that well, I guess, what is it, four to five-yard line? Mm-hmm. And then when he gets up, what does he do? He grabs at his hand. Yeah. He's hurt. Why don't these guys know that? Come on, man. Give him, even the commentator said that. I think you should get this guy a breather. I mean, let the, he, he did get he And you're right. He did get banged up. Really good call. Thank you, Derek. Appreciate you. Uh, Got to run 218, Team 980, Monday afternoon. Jay Gruden coming up as well. Ron Rivera after 3 o'clock from Ashburn. And more of your calls. More of your reaction on a misery Monday on the Team 980. Always live and free on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, Jay Gruden coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Right back to the calls. We'll try and uh, get through as many of these as we can. Jamal in Northeast has been hanging on the longest. What up, Jamal? How are you? What's going on, Chris? How are you? What's shaking, Jamal? Uh, man, I'm pretty good, man. I'm not going to overreact to the laws, just like I didn't overreact to the wins, man. Coming into the season, I knew we had a young team with a young quarterback, so we're going to take our lumps. I will say this, though. I think um, – Yesterday, the most person, the, the person that I blame the most for yesterday is Eric. I say that because the play calling to me was terrible. I believe that Brian Robinson, he, I think he's averaging just under five yards per rest. I think it's like 4.6, yep. 4.7. Overall so on the year. And so, seven and, and so, uh, what, 10 yards per rush. Uh, was it 10? Uh, sorry. Uh, no, it was, uh, was it seven yards per rush yesterday. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yesterday. So I feel like he's proven that we need to run the offense through him. I mean, even based last year when he played, like I felt like he, he, he's earned that right just from what he's put on tape from this point. Sam Howell is not Patrick Mahomes, and he probably never will be. He was a fifth-round pick for a reason. Not saying he cannot be a, a capable quarterback in this league, but he's not that guy that you just left. So you can't call the game as if you are in – Kansas City. However, though, uh, Chris, we might not ever get the running game the way we want because just based on how the offense looked at Kansas City, like that's not what he does. Like he's they don't run the ball a lot. It's a lot of passes in his offense. So 
this might be what we're stuck with, but we asked for it. We made our bid. We got to lay in it. But you know, However, you, you know what, Jamal? I, I think you're right on that, but here's what's bothering me is I don't mind throwing the football if we're being smart with throwing the football. More one-step drops, more three-step drops, more pivot, more jet motion, more eye candy, more shovel tosses, more slants, more screens. We've seen it work, and we know it can work. And instead, they continue to insist, as I saw all day yesterday, and on a bunch of sacks and on a bunch of the turnovers, deep drops, five to seven, and a lot of seven-step drops. Please stop doing that. Please stop doing that. Please get rid of the football by design early until it doesn't work, and then try to expand and stretch your offense. I agree there. And on the other side, I, again, I've been a guy who's been highly critical of Zach Del Rio. And it's not that I don't think that he's not good. I just feel like the, the game is, might have passed him. Like, our defense, I know we have players on that side of the ball. I'm talking like some of the best at their positions in the entire league type of players, especially on that line. And when I look at other teams, okay, for example, I watched the Patriots play the, the, the Jets. I knew Garrett Wilson was not going to have a good game because that's how they scale. When you have a great coordinator, that's what happens. Like, it happens to us. People take away Terry and all of our best players, it seems like, consistently. But, however, I knew Stephon Diggs, on the other hand, was going to have a great game because, for whatever reason, we can't seem to scheme other teams' best players out of game here. So, to me, Zach, that has been a consistent complaint of mine with Zach since he's been here. We already, I already know before the game starts against Philly, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are going to have impact and play after play after play because that's just how it seems to happen here. We may need to move on from Zach, man. Like, I feel like he's the, whatever it is he's allowing or isn't a calling is not working, and people, best players, consistently kill us, Chris, and I'm sick of it. We have to do something there. Thanks Str- for taking the call. Strong call, Jamal. I don't I don't hate Jack as much as Jamal does. I would say this, that sometimes Jack has this mentality of Ben, don't break, don't give up the big play, but they do always have like this crazy-ass breakdown in coverage. I mean, we saw it in the Denver win. We saw it against Arizona. I mean... You know, uh, Hollywood Brown had, um, well, that was a run. Uh, it was uh, right after that. Uh, was it Zach Ertz? I think that had like a 29-yard wheel route. Big play. We saw it yesterday. Change of momentum. Big punt return. They get a holding penalty. Boom. You know, cover two. And, uh, and Gabe Davis just ate it for lunch. You know, a soft, conservative approach. And yet they still got gashed. You know, so if you're playing soft, conservative coverages, but then last week they try to corner blitz, and that's what they allowed the big touchdown to Mims on. So sometimes, again, you could be aggressive. Sometimes you could be conservative. Sometimes you could have essentially the right idea or concept, and you still get blowtorched because, you know, obviously the other team is good too, and your guys might not play it right. Uh, let's get to, uh, let me see here, uh, Rob in D.C. next up. What up, Rob? How are you? Man, I'm good, man. I told you I was going to call in. So today I'm going to focus on one aspect of it. And the one thing I want to talk about today is not even about the team. It's about these fans. These dudes calling in, everybody calling in. Man, look, I pulled up to the stadium. I seen nothing but a ton of blue jerseys. I seen Buffalo fans here, Buffalo fans there. So usually I'm sitting there, I got my Sean Taylor jersey on my burgundy and gold. I'm talking trash. I'm thinking I'm going to get some support from my guys like I've been getting since preseason during the, the Cardinals game. No one around. I see a bunch of red and yellow commanders jersey. No one screaming, no one yelling, no one has pride. I heard all these people talking last year about as soon as Dan sells the team, they're going to come back and we're going to re- reinvest in the team. I said the same thing. So you know what I did? I bought season tickets and I, I put up, put up what, what I said. You know what I'm saying? So I look at it as put up or shut up. All these fans complaining and stuff like that. You don't have pride in this team. Why would these dudes have pride in the team? You was at the game. I was at the game. Buffalo took over the stadium. Why would these dudes have pride in the team? Mm-hmm. They don't have no pride in this team. You know, and they're getting paid regardless. The only people losing is the fans. Yes. We're sitting there looking Correct. like fools. So everybody complaining, talking all this stuff. You can control one thing and not let people come in and into your house and take over your house. And I can tell you, I was sick. I was in there, and I bought tickets on the way side, road section 118, row 9. Y'all could come see me if y'all want to talk to me. 
I stop bullying right in me to in me to her toy, right in the front lines. When the enemy comes in, I'm right there to meet him at the gate. Cause I'm ready for I'm ready for this dog fight. Now, how would these dudes take on this persona if the rest of our city not doing that? Our city is the only thing losing. So everybody else who calling in to complain about Ron the players, man, stop complaining and put up or shut up. Uh, I think it's. I, I think it's. You know, obviously, it's a. It's a frustrating and salient point. I, I mean, listen, there were a ton of, of Bills fans. I don't know why anybody would have thought that there wouldn't be. Even at two and zero, there was going to be a ton of Bills fans there. But, yeah. but, but to your point, right? You know, again, if if you want a true home field atmosphere. Commanders fans are going to have to step up with their wallet because those tickets are available on the secondary market, and I don't know who is exactly getting them and putting them on the secondary market other than (laughs) ticket agencies and and, stuff like SeatGeek and whatnot. But but again, the bottom line, you're not going to be able to keep everybody out, but you would have thought, you would have hoped that at 2-0, and week three of the season, the new owners, everybody feeling good, you would have hoped... That it would be like I don't know seventy five twenty five commanders, it, and instead it was it was fifty fifty or, or no maybe? no 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 it was seventy five twenty five bills. It All was right, you were in the crowd. It. You have a better feel was, for that than I do. I, I don't know if I would say that, but I mean I can only see the lower and middle deck. But I got yeah. I, I got I got your point. I appreciate you, Rob. Uh, sorry for you know being a frustrating experience. I mean I care much 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 more about the results and the play on the field than I do about the crowd. But certainly it didn't help. There was there was juice in the building, but it didn't help. Um, I mean, again, we'll continue to break down this game all day long. Jay Gruden coming up next, and then more of your phone calls. Ron Rivera after that, right here on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. All right, so again, Ron Rivera going to address the media coming up at 3 o'clock after his team got absolutely destroyed by the now 2-1 and one Buffalo Bills. Tonight, Monday Night Football, another double dip. It is the Eagles, next week's opponent for the Commanders in Philly against the 2-0 and o Baker Mayfield-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers down at Raymond James, 7-15, the kickoff there. Meanwhile, our coverage for the Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals Begins at 7.30 via Westwood One on the Odyssey app as well. It's a rematch of the Super Bowl from a couple of years ago. It is the 1-1 one one Rams against the 0-2 Bengals. Joe Burrow expected to play, but not definitively at this point after a morning workout. But again, the plan looks like he will indeed try and start the game for the Cincinnati Bengals. And finally, Matt Ryan of CBS Sports says he has no interest in leaving the booth to become the Jets quarterback and that's what's trending we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Man, this is really depressing Motown music. Jeez. God. I mean, it's like... The kind of music you need on a Monday after you get destroyed 37-3 because your brain hurts. Or something like that. Woo! Alright. Good to have you back with us on this Misery Monday. We've uh, had too many of these, quite honestly, over the many years. Joining us right now on the BetQL guest hotline is our guy Jay Gruden. Uh, the former head coach of the Washington Redskins, NFL offensive coordinator, uh, and weekly guest right here on the Team 980 for the last couple of years. Coach, Jay, how are you? It's that bad over there, Chris, playing it, misery music. I know. It's uh, it's pretty bad. I mean, uh, <laughs> I bet those are the days when you watch that game and you say, you know what? My life's not as bad as Ron Rivera's is right now, right? I mean, I mean, Mondays when you lose suck, when you get destroyed 37-3 like they did. I would imagine that's suck times 10. Yeah, yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun. And uh, major steps back in a lot of positions, that's the biggest concern. You know, it's uh, 
you know, they were still in the game for most of the part. They had plenty of opportunities to get back in the game, but just couldn't do it offensively. Nine sacks, four picks. Um, that's not going to cut it. And I really didn't see a lot of separation out there by the receivers. Buffalo did an excellent job of matching the routes and playing tight coverage. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and and being there live, you could, you know, as you know, you could, you know, you have different angles and uh, all that stuff, and 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 you can see some of that. Uh, and we've seen, quite honestly, uh, some of that. All right, so let's let's break it down because obviously your expertise uh, is offense and developing quarterbacks. And you know, we've talked about Sam Howell, and and everybody knows how talented he is but he holds on to the football too long um is how do you as a coach get him to understand that that clock has got to be two and a half seconds max not three or three and a half seconds how do you do that it's it's hard especially when a lot of times when he went back to pass there wasn't anybody open uh, there's a few times where he could have reset his feet and gone back uh, like the play first and goal to six where he threw the forced the ball into coverage if he would reset his feet and work backside there's a guy wide open in the end zone he's stuck he is stuck on receivers too long waiting for him mm-hmm. to uncover waiting for him to get open instead of getting off to his next progression or checking it down to the back really quick and understanding that the pressure is coming and it's for real especially a rush like buffalo on third and 19 from the bills i think it was 36 i want to say he throws the first interception. He tries to get it over the linebacker. The linebacker makes a nice play. Bernard, who had a great game. In that spot, Jay, is the coaching point in his ear from either you know the head coach or whoever's calling the plays, in this case, Eric Bieniemy. hey, man, you're in field goal position. You're third and 19. You can't be making a risky throw here. Check it down. Or do you not have to give that instruction to a quarterback when it should be pretty obvious that there ain't many plays that are going to work on third and 19 and you're in field goal position and you try and squeeze one over the linebacker and you make a terrible throw and read? Yeah, you're exactly right. That should be relayed to him, especially a young quarterback. You probably wouldn't have to do that to Tom Brady because he understands management of field position and where you are in the field. And it was three to nothing at that time. If you mm-hmm. checked it down to the backer tight end in the flat, whoever it was in the flat, is a gain of eight. And it's a probably a 45-yard field goal, right. three to three. So that was a critical mistake in a, in a, in a tough spot uh, when a game was early and they're still right there in it. When a quarterback is constantly under siege like he was at one point, Next Gen Stats had him, you know, pressured on eighty percent of draft uh, dropbacks. I, I think it was late third quarter. <laughs> you know, it wound up like at sixty nine percent, which is like the second most since uh, you know the chip technology and all that stuff. I, I mean, either way, we we all know it was it was ugly. So, like, if you're constantly getting that pressure, which everybody can see, we see the sacks, we constantly see the pressure. Are you, um, from a design standpoint, Jay, are you supposed, uh, what's the best way to ask this, would you continue to take deep drops, like five and seven step drops, and maybe even more out of like a pistol or shotgun type formation, or should you go to more of the three step, one step pivot drop, get the ball out kind of thing, and get the ball out to your playmakers so that you can try and establish some rhythm and maybe back them off of that pressure? What do you, What's the philosophy, if you will? Well, there's a lot of different ways to protect your quarterback. You keep a couple extra guys in protection. Obviously, you only have a two- or three-man route, but you still can come up with concepts for three-level throws or what have you. You can still get some guys open um, just to give some linemen some relief. You get some double teams on Ed Oliver from time to time, and, mm-hmm. uh, double team on a defensive end from time to time. That helps. Um, but, yeah, you're right. It's just very difficult. They're only down 16 to nothing for the majority of the third quarter, um, and then it got to be – 30 to nothing it was that it was out of overblown but you're right they still had plenty of opportunities to get the ball out of his hands quicker drops still work the running game get the running game involved a little bit because really it was only a two-score game late into the third quarter and and you you know like the thing that drives me crazy i mean everybody's making a big deal out of the running game which you know me i i like to run the ball uh i'm not saying i i i know everything or or anything like that but it just doesn't make sense when your offensive line can't hold up that's been established when your quarterback holds onto the ball too long when your receivers as you pointed out and we pointed out earlier not getting enough separation it doesn't make sense to keep going at a 75 to 25 percent clip which is basically what the enemy has done in the first three games especially in the first halves when you're trying to establish pass to run as your identity it doesn't make sense to keep doing that 
and saying, oh, okay, we're not going to do something that at least we can get some kind of positive downhill momentum. At least maybe it'll help benefit our play action or it'll back some of the safeties off or a, 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 you know, a team that blitzes a lot like Brian Flores in Minnesota. Like that's, I, I guess what I'm asking is they keep, running into the same problem, Jay. They can't do this and they can't do that, yet they keep trying to do it. Yeah, I mean, really in the third quarter at one point, they had back-to-back runs for 19 yards, yeah. and then they went sack, sack, bump, yep. sack, sack, interception. So, yeah, it, it's kind of a head-scratcher because it's not like Robinson was getting stuffed every time he got the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was getting four or five yards early in the game. And uh, when you have a young quarterback, he's taking some unnecessary sacks, and you, you have to wonder, you have to take some pressure off of him, throwing a screen pass, a release screen to the receivers, a bubble screen, uh, you know, get back to some of those RPOs that they had some success with in the third quarter. Uh, it was a little mind-blowing. Um, really, the, the biggest problem I had is when they were down 30 to nothing, and they kept them in, and they just kept getting them killed. He yeah. gave up four sacks and two quarterback hits, and they were down 30 to nothing. That's not a way to build your quarterback confidence or your line's confidence when it's a known passing situation. You just let them continually just get blistered in the, in the back of the head. It's, it was it was. Hard to watch. Yeah, the Both eighth. Are. To your point, the eighth and ninth sacks were both off of deep drops, and you know, I mean, regardless of who is, you know who gets credit, who gets blame. I mean, I think one of them was on Howell, one of them uh, was uh, more on Wiley, at least in my estimation. But both were on deep drops, and he's taking. You know, sometimes he's stepping up and taking a hit. Sometimes he's just taking a hit. Sometimes it's just pressure coming right at him. I, I mean, it's a variety of things, but. Like again now now all right actually that brings up a, a good point somebody or uh, yeah somebody asked about this earlier would you with considering how bad things were going and again from a maybe safety standpoint would you have considered going to Brissett at any point yesterday oh for sure when it was thirty to nothing yes okay. yes that's that's when you, uh, you you hone it back in you get back to your running game and you just try to get yourself a good drive uh, get back to your early game plan calls and, and run the ball maybe some quick game and uh, try to get out of there alive uh, lose 30 to 7 or what have you but uh, just continue to take deep trust and try to force it down the field and just watch them get sacked and sacked and hit again and hit again I mean you're counting on this guy to play 17 games as well mm-hmm. this is you used to have to chalk this one up as an L and, and move on to next week but you got to get out of there healthy with some kind of confidence or something. Jay Gruden is with us. You can follow him on X or Twitter. Is this really you, at Coach underscore Jay Gruden? I, don't, I haven't really tweeted anything. My son set that up for okay. me, but it is me. Yeah, right. so I think he put a couple of things. I'm starting to use it, learn how to use it. Yeah, I think I you should. Figured, I, haven't, I haven't figured out how to log in yet, but I'll have to figure it out. <laughs> I think you should because I got a follow from uh, – from- <laughs> and I was like, wait a second, I didn't know Jay was on Twitter. Uh, on air and on the road, Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group, Ted Britt Ford and Chantilly and Fairfax, your F-150 headquarters, and Ted Britt Chevrolet in Sterling all home to Ted Britt for life. Lifetime vehicle coverage, see and shop them all at tedbritt.com. Um, do you, do you think there's any part of Eric Bieniemy because of his frustration with not being able to get a head coaching job that he's maybe coaching to say, here, I, I'll, I'll show you guys. I can coach modern offense, heavy pass, pass to set up the run, uh, work with a rookie plus quarterback, a fifth-round pick. Do you think there's any like ego or mentality of I'll prove you guys wrong that you should have hired me in the past? Any idea, any guess on that? I don't think so. I think they came off a big win against Denver. Nobody knew how bad Denver's defense really was until yesterday, but they came off this great second half with Powell making a lot of good throws and uh, some of those deep drops and deeper developing plays, they worked. Uh, and so I think he probably carried the same mentality mm-hmm. in here. They just didn't match up very well against the Buffalo front, which was my biggest concern moving uh, towards this game. And he did have some plays where they had some quick element throws, but they just didn't block very well at times. They mm-hmm. tried some five-man protections and had to squeeze the tackle so the defensive end was free and he threw a hot route to the flat right to the safety. It was intercepted. So they had some protection issues. They got to clean up in-house to really protect Sam. Um, uh, to get better. Um, the, the tackle squeezed another time we didn't have to and left the defensive end just scot-free, and he had guys in the flat trying to get the ball to him and just couldn't do it. So schematically, uh, protection-wise, it wasn't their best effort. Uh, great job by Buffalo McDermott. They always can uh, do something to confuse you because they have great multiplicity, oh. multiplicity with their yep. safeties and nickel. They can do a lot of different things and, and confuse young quarterbacks.
Uh, no, you're absolutely right. We are not giving – I mean, we're, we're giving Washington plenty of blame, and they deserve it. We're not giving Buffalo enough credit for sure. Jay Gruden with us. Uh, so Philadelphia obviously plays tonight, Monday night, football, one of the two, uh, on the road against Tampa, and that's you know a physical defense, so who knows what their offense is uh, going to be beat up. But, of course, you've got to be worried about that, de- that talented pass rush and that talented defensive line uh, and who they brought in in the draft. And even though they lost Javon Hargrave, right, and, they were all, and, and, and lost their defense, defensive coordinator uh, in Gannon from last year. That's going to be coming downhill and after Sam Howell and the commander's offensive line. So if you were, again, crystallizing the beginning of a game plan uh, today, even without watching Philadelphia play tonight, Jay, what are the things that you would say we have to we have to do this? Is it just simply run the ball more, or is there something else? Well, number one, you can't turn the ball over four times. Yeah. You can't take sacks on first down. That's a, that's an absolute no-no. Taking a sack on first down, which happened, I don't know how many times, three or four, uh, and then obviously the four interceptions. You can't have you can't have one interception against a team like Philadelphia. You got to protect the ball. Gibson's got to protect the ball. Four interceptions and a fumble. It's it's just you have no chance to win in a National Football League, no matter who you play. That's number one. You got to clean those up. Number two, you got to fix your protections. If you're going to take some drops. You want to work down the field, you better have your tackle staying on the end and, and your back has to understand his blitz pickups and the center's got to make sure he knows where the mic point is and they go to the right people. You can't have any confusion. Everybody's got to be on the same page. And then your route discipline has to be solid. They have to be at the right depth. They have to come in and out of cuts. they got to get separation. And Howell's got to anticipate these throws to get the ball out of his hands. And if he has to check it down, check it down and punt if you have to punt or mm-hmm. kick a field goal if you have to kick a field goal. You can't have negative plays against a team like Philadelphia they will thrive on it. Uh, what'd you think of Ron's decision to kick a field goal there at the end to get some points on the board? Would you have done that? I don't know. I didn't like the decision to not kick a field goal early. I mean, he went yeah. for it on fourth down or it was a three to nothing game right. or six to nothing or what have you. Yeah. And uh, they tried to, they called a man beater and, and Buffalo played zone and just passed off all the crossers and it was incomplete. Um, yeah, it was, it's a tough call. I mean, if you're counting on your defense, if the defense is the strength of your team, field goals are okay, in my opinion. Okay. I, you know, he made a great call last week, and it worked out for him right. for the best, and they ended up winning the game. But I just think moving forward, points are points for this team because if you're going to rely on your defense um, to get stops, take the field goals until – um, you have to go for it if you're down quite a bit. Yeah, uh, and actually, I think it was 10 nothing on the fourth and goal, but still, to your point, it's a close game and your defense is hanging in there. You know, allowed some third and long plays, but certainly a chance. But then others would say, well, wait a second, you're going against an explosive offense. You've got to score touchdowns, and maybe that was Ron's uh, mentality. Jay Gruden with us. Uh, spin you around the NFL real quickly. Uh, Indianapolis, without Anthony Richardson, yes, you know Gardner Minshew. You know how competitive he is. Uh, Baltimore didn't have like seven or eight starters, so again, not a shocker. But they go in there and win in overtime. And how about Houston kicking your former team's ass? Jacksonville, I mean, all over the place. I mean, the the NFL is impossible, Jay, as you know, to figure out. Yeah, I said something last week that uh, Houston's something somebody to watch out for. Mm-hmm. They have a very good young quarterback and three good receivers and a heck of a back of Damian Pierce and a functional tight end. And D'Amico Ryan's going to get that defense right. They're going to be sound, and they're going to play hard. So they're, they're an interesting team to watch moving forward to AFC South. What do you make of Arizona not only beating Dallas, but really spanking them? And Arizona has ha, – I mean, listen, I know they're only one and two, but they've – I mean, they're playing their asses off for Gannon. Josh Dobbs is playing his tail off. Mm. I had him at Jacksonville. We let him go. That was a huge mistake. Uh, and, uh, you know, you should always err on the side. Of it. If it's close from a backup quarterback battle, always take the athletic one. And, and, and Josh is very smart and very athletic. Uh, he wasn't quite as accurate as the guys we thought uh, in the building, but he's a great competitor, very smart, and I'm, I'm happy for him because he's, he's a great, great kid. Uh, and one last one for you just quickly, again, looking uh, towards these games tonight. Uh, again, Philadelphia-Tampa Bay, we just uh, – uh, do you do you think Baker um, and, and and Mike Evans can can find a way to neutralize Philadelphia? And then on the other end, if you're dealing with Joe Burrow, right? And, and again, we all know how talented he is. And you've got this reoccurring calf injury. Would you play it safe? Uh, would you run the ball more? Would you not play him? How would you handle that? Well, they haven't been very explosive on offense with Joe Burrow the first two games. First game they threw for 80 yards against Cleveland. Second game they struggled, but the, you know they got a few points on the board. They're 0-2 for a reason. Offensively, they haven't been very good. Um, they need to pick it up. If Joe has any issue with his calf, he has to sit. I had a calf injury at one point in my career, and 
you never know when the damn thing's healed. Mm. You, you think it's fine, and then you take off one way, and it pops again, and, and you're out for another three or four weeks. It's right. a nightmare of an injury. I would err on the side of caution. 0-3 is not the end of the world. You look at the AFC South, Pittsburgh's 2-1. Baltimore's two and one. Even if you go zero and three after this week, uh, you're not out of it. You still got a lot of football left. Uh, that's a good point. Good point. No doubt about it. Jay, always a pleasure. Uh, thank you for the insight and analysis, uh, and for always being available. Uh, we appreciate you, and I'll talk to you next week. Okay. You got it. Thanks, Chris. All right, there you go. That is head coach Jay Gruden. Uh, is again on Twitter at coach underscore Jay Gruden on air and on the road. Jay Gruden, driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group, Ted Britt Ford in Chantilly and Fairfax, your F one fifty headquarters, and Ted Britt Chevrolet in Sterling, all home to Ted Britt for life, lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop them all at tedbritt.com. All right, back in a flash. We'll try and squeeze in a phone call. Ron Rivera coming up in about 12 minutes or so from Ashburn on the Team 980. All right, thanks to Jay Gruden. A good spot there. I think we pretty much covered most things. Hard to get everything in, but thought we asked some deeper layered questions other than the obvious stuff. While also talking about the obvious stuff coming up, Ron Rivera. Let's try and get a call in or two here before the top of the hour. Rudy and Glenn Burney's been hanging on the longest. What up, Rudy? How are you? Hey, Chris, Chris, Chris. Acknowledgement today on today. On a, uh, I acknowledge not a you. Day, <laughs> not a good day, but no. it's all right. I acknowledge Look, they got their asses kicked. How about that? <laughs> yes, yes. Look. You know, one thing, uh, y'all, you, you and Jay was talking about, um, they should have switched up the, uh, the passing scheme, you know, but they did switch it up. You know, they, they threw three short passes, two with completions. The third one, Buffalo got used to it, and they picked it off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, even the, even the short passing game, if they know you're going to do it, it's not going to work. You know, I have no problem with the game. Like I said, going into the third quarter, we were still in the game. We were still still there, still trying to get into the game. And then it blew up in our faces. But I think Philadelphia, I think, you know, what I, what I really think is they shouldn't even score the field goal. They should have just let them shut, shut us out. And then we could have been more upset because somebody shut us out and go in Philadelphia. Yeah, but I mean, you, you, it's not like they're not upset. I think Ron did that to try and yeah, to to see what Cameron Cheeseman and 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 quite honestly to a lesser extent Joey Sly would do. I think that's why he did that, not to score points, not to get okay. you know avoid getting shut out. At, at least that's what I think. I didn't hear Ron say that, but that's what I think. Uh, real mm-hmm. quickly on your point about you know jumping short routes and all that stuff. Listen, I, I I understand that you can't do everything the same. My only thing is, you know, if you're going to be so pass heavy, people say, well, a short pass is is as effective as a run. Well, it it only is if you actually try and do that. If you actually try and bring the corners up, bring the safeties up, bring the linebackers up, then it is as effective as a run in some cases because even if it gets shut down by a yard or two or three or whatever, you're at least accomplishing what a run and what a a cold run tends to accomplish, which is, again, doing all of that, slowing down the defense by just a sec so that maybe you can go over the top. Okay. That's me. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Okay. That's me. I appreciate you, Rudy. Thanks. Uh, Let's go to Dr. Sabah here before the top of the hour. What up, Doc? Hey there, Chris. I just listening to the conversation while I'm in the office. And uh, I don't know. I just, I don't feel as bad as I thought I would. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're a really good team. It's an AFC uh, powerhouse. It's an AFC loss. I mean, Mm -hmm. if this is what it takes for the evaluation process to move forward, that's good because. You need to have a little bit of, um, you know, con- not controversy, but downtime. You know, you need to have adversity to see what our quarterback does with it and what does Eric Bieniemy do with it because they're both the same inexperienced persons. You know, one hasn't been the coordinator calling all plays and the other one hasn't really played, you know, as a starter in the NFL for, what, his fourth game or something or whatever. So I'm not upset with that, but I am a little disappointed 
in our defensive line. I think we are very mediocre uh, against good quarterbacks. We get all of our numbers and all our stats against mediocre quarterbacks. I don't like the fact that Chase Young, again, after he uh, uh, lost his gap on that 21-yard run by Allen, mm-hmm. jogged behind and kind of gave up on the play. Mm-hmm. I don't like things like that. I think our secondary did as best as they could do. I was not disappointed in them or our linebackers. Um, but I think I'm kind of with you. We're going to have to start running a little more, but uh, read options, zone, you know, my typical same thing with Taylor. Move him. Move him out of the pocket. Do what he does well to give him confidence. He's not a finished product, and I think Eric Benemy needs to really be what he was last game, inventive, and everybody's surprised. I mean, what, he ran one screen, I think, and I knew that was coming. Right. So I don't know what happened to the game plan, but we were outclassed and outmatched, but it's one game. Let's take it easy. It's just one game. Let's see what we do moving forward. To me, that's more important than what this game did. I, 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 I don't disagree with pretty much anything you said. All right. uh, I, I mean, I'm glad, and I'm glad we didn't get into the quarterback battle. We'll do that later on this week, okay? Oh, we will. Don't you All worry. Right. All right. Thank you, Doc. Right, thanks, Appreciate you. Thank you. Love you, too. All right. 258, Team 980, Ron Rivera coming up from Ashburn in just a couple of moments. And more of your calls. Stay tuned right here on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.